0: Powered by Go Sports, in partnership with TSN, it is episode 66, season 4 of the Rain Dregs Hockey Podcast. Presented by our title sponsor, Canadian Club Whiskey. 66 episodes. you yeah. Ferraro. 66. Yeah. I mean, what do we got? We probably had, I'm going to say 15 left at least. Do we? You know, so... I think so. I haven't really sat down to do the math, but if we go through July 1st, <laughs> 10 anyway. 15, yeah, 10, 12. 10, 15. Math wasn't yeah. strong for us. No. Father of the year. As you are? Of today. Thursday morning. Well, let's call it father of the day. Let's not exaggerate here. So Mason Dreger is home from Guelph because he and a buddy. Um, are taking advantage of the May long weekend, and they flew to Winnipeg to drive to the cabbage this morning. So they're going to do some fishing, and they're going to hang out at the cabbage in Manitoba. I got up at 3.30 a.m. to make sure that he had breakfast before he got picked up at 4.30. Okay, hang on. Go to the air. Time out. (laughs) What's the matter? To make sure he had
1: breakfast? Did you set it up? Did you set an yes, alarm it, for him too? Did you put in? No, he had his alarm set. Did you, did you put in his fluffy socks too? Like, are you just? How about a I little? Know. Hey, Mason, have a great trip. I'll get up to make sure you get out and lock the door after you leave. Yeah, make mm-hmm. breakfast. I I can't give you a vote for this, Gregs. I'm as much as I would wow. probably do the same thing. I can't give you a
0: vote for this. And and look, um, Holly also got up at 3 30 a.m to do exactly what you said you know not to make breakfast but to just give the boy a squeeze and have fun and saying he has been gone all year right not only did i one of you guys go up to guelph all the time to get him breakfast or was he okay there (laughs) that is a very good point by you not only was it it was a it was a special breakfast tray. it was like a handsome sandwich i made these special burgers last night so i cut the burger in half so that it would fit on this gluten free bun because he has to have a gluten free bun, and then I put a uh, fried egg on it with tomato. Are you listening and, and to yourself? A bunch of other stuff. I know it's ridiculous. That's why i you... bring it up. <laughs> right off the top of the path. I did. I did anoint myself as as father of the day. So I'm trying to explain why that's valid. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I just. You're not I, I just. It. I understand. <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Well, how about this segue? What I should have done, I've got a Tim Hortons, nah, maybe four minutes from my front door. Should have zipped through the drive-thru, got myself an extra large coffee, right? And a couple of breakfast sandwiches for a young mason. Okay, here's, here's the, the other night, question. I how was that? the conversation at uh, 3.58 a.m.? surprisingly spry because i had very strict instructions for what he had to do when he got to the cabbage and he was very receptive because we've got a a patio furniture delivery which is happening tomorrow tomorrow morning so it's convenient that he's there so we we had some instructions that we usually that early morning he was pretty (laughs) crisp
1: you know a couple of grunts and a (laughs) nod (laughs) and a
0: Well, I'll tell you how it goes over the course of the weekend next week as we dive into episode 67. Headlines, though, important and presented by our pals at Tim Horton. Hi, it's Ray Ferraro. You've probably heard me talking about my friends at North Beach Agency and Craft
1: Growth. They provide customized marketing solutions tailored to help grow businesses of all sizes, From results-driven marketing across TV, radio, and podcasts, to websites, digital, social, out-of-home, and everything in between, they have the proven expertise to get the measurable results you need to get your business growing. You can visit craftgrowth.net and book your free business growth consultation now. That's craftgrowth.net.
0: All right, let's start with the conference finals, right? Makes sense that we would start in the East since the East is starting with Game 1 of that Best of 7 tonight, Thursday, as we record Episode 66 of Ray and Riggs, Florida and Carolina. So I'm asking Ray Ferraro for the Florida Panthers to beat the Carolina Hurricanes, they must do.
1: Uh, same goaltending from Bobrovsky, uh, who was yeah. fabulous against, against the Leafs. And it's hard to imagine, you go back and this... This happens almost every year. You go back to the start of the playoffs and a team that gets deep into the playoffs, their roster looked different somehow at the start. Like Alex Lyon was the goalie. They got into the playoffs yeah. because Alex Lyon ran a...
0: Yeah, 6-1-1, yeah, right, one one, I think he was. Right down, right down the end stretch, the and
1: they don't get in without him. But yeah. Bobrovsky is, is critical for them. Uh, discipline will be uh, a factor. Carolina uh, plays a style that, drags you into a little bit of conflict because it's fast and aggressive and and florida can take a lot of penalties The you know the leaf style does not drag you into those penalties and so i think discipline will be will be a real factor florida plays aggressively but they've not played a team yet with the pace of carolina like carolina's if carolina can finish against florida that's the DeBros- Bobrovsky key. They just go so fast. They create this anxiousness around the game. And I think that's the biggest challenge for Florida. Can
0: they maintain their poise at that pace? Right. I mean, we can always identify X factors. Goaltending needs to be at the top of the list. I understand that. And then you look at your primary scorers and all of that. So think of something maybe away from the headlines as X factor. I I know you're a fan of Sam Bennett. And what he means to the Florida Panthers, and how they're different with him healthy and in the lineup than when he's not in the lineup. So for me, he'd be an X factor for Florida. And I don't know, Carolina would it be Seth Jarvis, somebody yeah, like you know that?
1: What? Carolina, I, I would agree on Bennett for sure. Yeah. Uh, Sam Reinhart had a has had a really clutch playoff for, for Florida. I, I don't think they win if Montour gets skunked in this series. Like he's had a okay. He's had an amazing year. And in that first round, I think he had five goals against Boston. Crazy. I don't think yeah. they get through with with him with no goals in the in this round. I, I think he's got to be a factor. You know, I really do. He drives a lot of their offense pretty smoothly from the back. For Carolina, I'm interested to see what Jordan Stahl does in this series because he's such a monster in a matchup. I, I don't know that there's a real matchup that you have to have Stahl against. Is it Bennett? You know, would it be Barkov Like it, you know, I, so I don't know if that takes away from Stahl's effectiveness a little bit or if it opens him up a bit. Seth Jarvis, he's going to be a really good young player, man. I, I like him. I like him a lot. Like he is tricky and crafty and he can play. But you know who I'm, I'm going to take is, and he's, it's maybe not outrageous, I guess, but is Brent Burns. I, oh, I, nice. Man, I oh. was really impressed watching, man, the guy's 38. He's a monster and he, he's as the season and the rounds have gone on. It's like, he's just kind of clicking away, pretty steady, pretty steady. Yeah. And then the last round, he just kind of elevated his game again. Like he took it to another spot. And uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. say, Barnes, here's the other thing, which goalie do you like better? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But there's all kinds of unpredictability really over the course of the year for, for the goalies. I do think it's really possible that Carolina will not use the same goalie the whole series. That was the plan against, uh, um, uh, in their last round against Jersey. And then Ranta got sick and they had to run Anderson out there the whole time. But I, I do think there's a little bit of a, not a platoon, but a duel that is possible in Carolina that. I think it's Bobrovsky or Bust really in Florida.
0: are you? How much coach influence is there in a conference final or a Stanley Cup final? I mean, obviously, coaching matters. There's no question about that. I mean, we'll get to the West here shortly. But when you look at this final four, talk about four heady head coaches in Maurice versus Brindamore and then Cassidy and, and Peter. DeBorge. OK, there's
1: a couple of things here. Uh, the interplay between the coaches. In some series, there really isn't much. It's just two guys standing in a suit behind the bench doing their own thing. But the fact that Maurice coached in Carolina, he coached all three of Carolina's coaches. I think that's hilarious. I just, the, the, <laughs> so I think that, I think there is a little bit of a, you know, they, they want to, you want to beat the guy, you know, for sure. Uh, one Worse. other thing of this series yeah. is always, or like, always take a look here at the rosters and how many players have gone back and forth between these two teams well the
0: crossover is crazy between florida and carolina it's
1: like right and of all the teams you're like how did that even happen like why those two teams and then here (laughs) they are in in the finals i i do think it's a i don't know that anybody's got an advantage um i think they're two really good coaches i i am entertained by you know when coaches get hired and you know, there's a swell of media. Oh, they, these retreads, they shouldn't be back. And oh, where are all the new guys? Right, like it, it's funny, like watching, yeah, like it, the like, rest it's of it's funny. Us. Like sometimes you just get to the right place at the right time. And maybe Paul yeah. Maurice wouldn't have yeah. been the right guy two years ago in Florida or two years from now. Yeah, but he's the right guy now. Brenda Moore clearly is the right guy. Yeah, in
0: Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's switch over to the West then. And let's start there with Pete DeBoer versus yeah. Bruce Cassidy. And it doesn't matter who you think is a better coach. I mean, what's obvious is, you know, Pete DeBoer, the head coach of the Dallas Stars. It's not about Pete. It's about the team. And he knows this. And he knows that, you know, if his team plays as well as they can, then, of course, they've got a chance to advance to the Stanley Cup final. They, they've earned that level of respect. But wouldn't it be sweet if you're in Pete DeBoer's shoes, to be the guy, to be part of a process to eliminate a team that went, yeah, yeah you know what, we're going to make this change. They knew Cassidy was likely going to be available from Boston. They make the change, and both clubs are very happy with the decisions that they made. But T- Pete DeBoer probably has a little bit more incentive. going um, to And I think, I hope viewers and
1: listeners saw, there's really two Pete DeBoers. Like when, when he was on with us, like, and he just kind of lets himself open the door a little bit. He's really engaging. He's Mm -hmm. really funny. If he was on TV, he would be a star and people would never get that. If you watch him behind the bench, he looks like he's about, it's like he's got narcolepsy. He's going to fall asleep at any point. He just stands there (laughs) with his hands behind his back. His ties always slightly askew and he's just kind of dozy back there, but it's his emotion that he keeps. That's just the way he stays in control but he is uh he's clearly a good coach it's the fourth team he's taken to the conference final right you don't yeah i don't know why he get he gets let go sometimes like kelly mccrimmon in vegas said he didn't get let go for this year he got let go for the future we think there's a better path forward Mm. for us but what, what the board did in his in his media avail i thought was pretty interesting without making a big deal he made it very clear the we're not friends like there is, yep. there's still a little bit of a burr here and it would mean yes something a little extra to win. So I, I, I do think it is, it's another layer of a story that is going to matter. Three of these four coaches at this time last year, didn't have a job like yeah. that. That's just, yeah. it's such a crazy set of circumstances. And I would say this Drakes too, is that we, you know, now like, you know, we can say, Oh, you know, the biggest markets aren't in and all that. And that's pretty clear. Like, They're not. Right. Yeah. But this is parody. This is what the league is. This is when the Kansas City Royals won in baseball a couple of years ago. Now they decided Mm -hmm. to tear it down to the studs again, but like the other teams are allowed to win. If they put a good program together,
0: they're allowed to win. And this is where they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can Aiden Hill match or outplay Jake Ottinger? We can't, we can't outplay him.
1: Uh, Jake Ottinger is, is really good yet okay so they gave up eight goals in the four games they won against seattle and gave up uh 18 in the three that they lost yeah and ottinger was either great or terrible and like it's really a an odd circumstance hill comes in i don't know if i don't know if this got reported much i was just you know i'm doing that series so i was you know digging in a little bit he hadn't played in two months and they drop him into the middle of game three or the middle of the first period of game three. And you're like, he can't, how's he gonna do this? Like he, and well, now he's playing and he's fine and he's solid and he has to not get beat in goal. You know, Bruce Cassidy told us in March his favorite two goalies in Vegas are whoever is upright. Just the two guys in there, they're my favorite goalies because they were just trying to cobble together something. It's really pretty cool. One story I'm not gonna let go here before we walk away is, okay, Danny Dodonov. Remember last trade mm-hmm. deadline? Vegas traded him and he said, hey, not so fast. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. Well, we did the game that week and the Donoff scored an overtime. Like they tried to trade him. He said, I'm not going anywhere. So then they were stuck with him and he scored an overtime winner. Then they trade him to Montreal and, you know, Montreal trades him to Dallas. And now they play against each other again. Like it's just.
0: And right. it could be a factor, uh, but, but right?
1: the randomness of that happening. <laughs> it's, it's it's just
0: bizarre. Just bizarre. Yeah, you mentioned you know mm-hmm. discipline and how key it is, and, and it will be obviously for both conference finals. But in saying that, do you still expect a physical series? I feel like that. You know, we talked about that with Carolina and Florida because that's the way Florida feels they need to play. But what about oh, I, Dallas and Vegas?
1: Uh, th- those teams are built around it. You know, yeah, really interesting. Neither team plays the wheels off of anybody up front. They. Mm-hmm. They play four lines quite deep into games. Um, I, I expect it'll be physical and it's hard to believe like it, in the past they've played pretty low scoring series and it it mm-hmm. kind of feels like that's what it should be, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's a bunch of right. three one games. One guy on each side at the blue on the blue line, of course, is is Petrangelo's gonna play a lot for for big Big for Vegas. And I mean, they're going to finish the anthem. And then the next time Miro Hayskinen is going to leave the ice is when the horn goes (laughs) at the end of the game. Like that guy is so good. I just, I just love watching guys like him skate. And so he'll come out from behind the net Mm -hmm. and he'll be like, you know, leading a breakout and the back checker is, you know, like right on his ass. And then one stride later, Mm -hmm. he's a little bit further behind, but Hayskinen doesn't even look like he's trying. And then pretty soon he's got like clearance and I watch him play. Do you know who I see? I Want you to take a guess. Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. Based on skating, skating. are we thinking no. coffee? Not not because Coffee was a hundred point guy. I'm saying his total game reminds me of somebody. Ooh. Hall of Famer. With us? He's with us. Yep. Yeah. He's uh um, okay. he's got a fabulous beard at this point in time. Fabulous beard? Like no, Ray a rainbow. Bigger, bigger bush. You really have here, a like...
0: fabulous pigment. man. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Niedermeyer like yeah, does he not look like him the way he <laughs> skates he does look like him now that you one say time that. we're playing
1: yeah. we're playing a game and pat Flatley says we're Niedermeyer's in new jersey and we're with the islanders and niedermeyer comes around the net and just like all of a sudden it's like our guys are in tennis shoes like we're you know it's and Flatley goes he doesn't even look like he's effing trying and like he just like <laughs> off he was gone right and he just uh, yeah. that's what Haskinen looks so like to smooth. Me. I think this is going to be. Wow. I think this a is going to be comparison. a great series. I really do. I, and yeah, and uh, and I, you're, yeah, you're and Haskin and Haskinen, a- has a chance to be a difference maker. And one more little old guy, little touch to Joe okay. Pavelski. Yeah. You know, don't. Oh yes. Again, start a playoffs. To the story moves along. Game one, Matt Dumba knocked him out. And yeah, and like he literally, like I don't
0: know, is he going to get to play again? And he comes back and he's okay, thankfully, and gets eight goals in round two. Well, we're looking forward to both conference finals. The East starts tonight. Florida and Who did you pick? Carolina, Who did you pick? and what then you you've got. got uh, well, I want to give the edge to the Carolina Hurricanes, right? Yeah. Um, and we'll okay. We'll, let's, we'll let's get let's into worry this about in the, the next segment, uh, segment, but I, segment, I didn't want to forget. Patano. You got yeah, like yeah. to pick. You always kind of like forget to not. And I don't like that. No, I always pick. It's just Chris Abbott isn't here, so we'll have to do it by ourselves. That's fine. A couple more items and headlines, and then we'll move into the next segment. Arizona. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I want to scream uncle. That's what I want to scream uncle, you know, because this poor organization has been through the mud, out of the mud, back into the mud, how many times? Countless times, literally. So this most recent vote earlier this week, to say, nah, we're not interested in a brand new multipurpose facility in Tempe. Many believe is, is probably the final straw. Now, the commissioner's office and the Arizona Coyotes, as you know, Ray, have come back since to say there are still local options that we're going to have to consider and you know are, are going to further explore. And they've acknowledged that they'll be playing at least one more year at Mullen Arena. But we also know that there are qualified cities that are just anxiously waiting. You know, Ryan Smith, who's part owner, owner of the Utah Jazz of the NBA, has publicly stated he wants to own an NHL franchise. It makes sense to me, without pushing the Coyotes out of Arizona, that you jump on board with a relocation fee. You make that money. They go to Salt Lake and then you keep your powder dry with the idea of Houston or Atlanta or Kansas City or Quebec City. Let's throw them into the mix as expansion possibilities for the big, big bucks down the road. But where are you at in terms of of Arizona? Do you have Arizona moving, staying, building a new facility fatigue like the oh, rest of us? For sure. Fatigue to it. But you know yeah. what this is? You know, I'm a big baseball
1: fan, right? This is the yeah. Oakland A's. Yeah. yeah. For I can't tell you how long it's been twenty years. I remember walking to the rink in San Jose, and there were placards up about referendum vote about building a stadium in San Jose, and that's where the A's would move. Right, and I mean it got you know it got to some kind of vote, got voted down. Then they looked Mm -hmm. at a new area. Now they looked at a new area. Now last couple of months they announced finally, with fatigue to everybody in baseball, I'm sure. A plot of land they bought in vegas now the difference is this is not i don't this is not new ownership they're just moving the team now what you're talking about is different and the difference is maybe the owners in in arizona don't want to sell the team and so this might not i mean it seems like it's over yeah. but it might not be over because you're talking might not talk be. about the relocation mm-hmm. you're talking about a new owner maybe maybe yeah. the arizona yeah. owners don't want the money. They want the team, and so, yeah. and That's so. It's, uh, I'm with you though. Like if I don't read another story about the building and this and the that and the move and the my goodness, it's Uncle. Since I, you know, I was playing when they went into the downtown yeah. arena, and yeah,
0: I know it was a I great know.
1: place, but it wasn't a hockey rink. And then they needed their own place, and they built it. You know, halfway to nowhere. And so it is. Um, it felt stunning that that vote went the way it did, but. That's just from the outside and not knowing the ins and outs of what really was going on there. But it felt it felt like it was right. almost and like, I, oh, I, gee, this is going to be the one.
0: And clearly it's not. Right. No, and I know there was nervousness from the commissioner's office and the executives of the Coyotes. They knew it was going to be right down to the wire. They knew the vote was going to be close. They just got that sense developed over the better part of a month or so. Talking turmoil as we wrap up headlines, Ray. Right. The Dubas situation with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It is a waiting game for Brendan Shanahan and Maple Leafs ownership. Is he in? Is he out? It's far from ideal. I mean, there's considerable work that has to get done. Now, internally, they've got a big management group there. So they're looking at all scenarios. Well, if he's in, then let's keep going with our draft prep. If he's out, okay, how do we spread the... The, the responsibilities here until the new manager is, is brought in. So as we record the podcast here Thursday morning, um, the waiting game continues. The waiting game continues. I'm sure that there's been some communication between Shanahan and Dubas. You saw the media availability on Monday, or at least sure. the, the clips. And and as I've reported, I think everyone expected Dubas would, would meet the media and he would say, well, I want to stay in Toronto. I want to finish what I've started here, but There's a, there's a process. There's some things we got to get done contract by. No one expected that he would say it's Toronto or maybe after consulting with my family, I step away entirely. And to use Dubas's word, I recalibrate. They didn't expect that. They didn't know that was coming. So it was weird that it was announced to the world in a media availability. Yeah. Okay. Let me, Um, let me, let me, and time is it. Let me jump in on that first
1: before we get into the, what the next step is. Have you, Ever done an interview or a hit, and something comes out of you that you're not yeah. really sure where it came yeah. from, but it, it's something you really feel. Yes, yes, and, and yes. When when I'm watching, like Kyle's always so composed, except when he's yelling at the fans there. But you know, like he's composed in in all of his dealings with the media. Gen, you know, like that's just the way I I envision him. And something came loose there a little bit. He, he looked like he he was going to break down. Yeah. And I think we know I do. I I always underestimate the toll that it takes on these guys. And we can all say, oh, it's yeah. a great job and it's the best job. And maybe it is. Maybe he does need a break. Maybe he does need to do things a yeah. little differently. And maybe in that moment, when you say the Leafs were surprised, my point is maybe Kyle was surprised too.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and automatically, Ray, and it, you know, we have the benefit here right. of hindsight, right? And, and and we analyze meaning or what we, we perceive he meant. But then I'm thinking, and I'm sure others have made this connection as well, right? They're like, okay, well, there was that situation in the Tampa series where he's engaged with fans. He's yelling at fans. And then they, you know, you had the water bottle throw in in the series against the Florida Panthers. And It's it's probably unfair to connect those incidents to what we heard on Monday. But you do kind of think about how stressful and how pressure filled that job is. And this man is a human being with a young family. And all of that stuff matters and can take a toll. There's no question it does that.
1: I had a GM tell me about the playoffs. He said, yeah, now it's time to get second guessed that, you know, like you've you've done all you can. Right. There's no more trades to make. There's no more call ups to be had. This is your team yeah. and everything matters so much at this time. And for the Leafs yeah. for eight months, it, it doesn't really matter what they do until they get to here. Right. And so that whole time you're pushing the rock up the hill and the rock's not getting mm-hmm. lighter. And so no. throwing a water bottle or snapping at some fans that are chirping at you. I know that's not everybody's style. It's probably not his style either, but I, can you not see how that would happen? And maybe, yes. maybe there's time where he he just needs a, a few days for sure to figure out what the next step is. Here's the problem. That decision can't take time. It's probably one that needs time, No, but can't take time because of what you laid out earlier. Yeah. It's a, sure it's not ideal, but it is um you you really don't have a choice until you put a deadline on them and say kyle you don't this is we need a decision by x whatever that is and 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 that x is not three weeks from now (laughs) it's it's much quicker
0: no it's eh, preferably hours if you're the like you need Um, to
1: know you got to (laughs) get
0: yeah you need to know you need to know and 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 from a business perspective only from a business perspective I would appreciate from the higher ups of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe there are questions. Okay, well, if he comes back and says, "Yeah, I'll do it," are you all in? <laughs> like, you know. Well, what what that, if it's, what it's if all in fair.
1: includes some um, parameters that upper management isn't comfortable with? Like may, maybe one. Yeah, I would exactly say right. And I don't know Kyle on a personal level, other than to say hi and how you doing and all that. What if part of the way that he needs to do the job is different than the way he did it the past? Five years? And what if <clears throat> yeah. what if the difference doesn't jive with for management's vision? It's very possible. Yeah. And so yeah, it, is. That's a, that, it is. That's a tough one. And you're right. It was seemed like, well, upper
0: management's gonna decide Kyle's fate, not the other way around. Right. Okay. I don't want to leave headlines. We're talking about managers here without a quick thought from you on Kenny Holland, you know, addressing the media. And there's been speculation reporting that maybe Holland would step aside you know, going into the final year of his contract, make room for Steve Steos, who is is ready for a bigger bite, and a harder challenge, all of that stuff. All the time in the world for Steve Steos. I think he is going to be an NHL general manager, right. maybe sooner rather than later, keep an eye on the Ottawa Senators, right? Especially if Andlauer ends up being the winning bid there. But Kenny dispatched all of it and said, no, I'm going to honor the final year of my deal, and I will be back as general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, it's just simple case of unfinished business to use the words that he used in his event well the people that speculated or thought that ken was going to step away they don't know
1: ken very well ken has a way about him of there's always an energy you know about ken if you're around him much there's a there's an energy (laughs) as if he is a fierce competitor and of the you know i talk about you know i don't know kyle very well personally i do know ken and yeah you do the competitiveness there he's not stepping away no chance so whether no whether the plan becomes steve stales moving forward and he takes a more active role this year or maybe that goes out the window as you mentioned if michael landlower ends up as the winning bid in ottawa i mean when is when is that decided drakes pretty quick
0: Yeah, I mean, it has
1: to be soon, but man, it's great. You know, I mean, they're not talking about $6 here either. So it's, I did love Ken's line about the green bananas, of course, you know, like,
0: you know. (laughs) And then to follow up and acknowledge that he made a joke. Just to make sure you (laughs) didn't
1: know that was a joke. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. (laughs) So, (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, Uh, I would, um, it's, (laughs) man, those teams like this, though, what a, what a scenario for them. because. Edmonton could get 115 yeah. points next year. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. It matters in yeah. April and May and June, and or they could get 97 and squeak in. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. April, May, June. Same thing with the Leafs. Doesn't really yeah. matter.
0: No yeah. playoffs, it. baby. It's all that matters. Those are your headlines. Thank you to Tim Hortons. Chris Abbott is a presentation of Batano.ca, Even when Chris isn't here. This segment is brought to you by botano.ca, available now in Ontario. And botano reminds us the game starts now. So I'm going to call up a collection of odds here, right? And obviously, we're now looking at Stanley Cup winners. And I know you want to pick each series, each conference winner. So we'll do that. We'll do that. Any problem with the odds established here by botano.ca on the website? Vegas Golden Knights minus 143. The Dallas Stars plus 115. I mean, pretty close. It's pretty close. I can't make up my
1: mind who's better.
0: I mean, I'm... I know.
1: Yes, maybe that's the whole point when you get this deep into the playoffs, right? Like, is that rarely do you see a a series where you're you're like really comfortable that one team's going to be the better team. Yeah. I I can build a case for both. I, I I don't even know how you pick the favorite other than, you know, that Vegas is the favorite other than they've got the extra home game. Like... I don't know is it mm-hmm. that's probably it health will play a part somewhere in a series this close I guess but I, the odds seem fine to me I I'm looking down at the total games and you know six or seven that's I think that's for yeah. sure
0: where this goes now what would you put the over under at uh, of the series number of games yeah like goals scored I mean it would. I mean
1: what, what do you mean like goals I'm looking here know. what do we got for I don't see goals there I, wow.
0: No, no, I know. Oh, I'm just for, throwing that out per, there because you're right. You, goals and series and things like that. I'm just saying. I think um, there will be like six no, and a half.
1: I don't think that high. You know what? Cause they, they won't go to a square number. Right. So no. if, if put it this way, if it fits six and a half, I'm betting the under. And if it's five and a half, I'm betting the over. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> That's
0: pretty close.
1: That's, yeah. Your margins I, I are think, pretty snug I think there. Chris but it Abbott makes. Would sense. just smack his head and go, What are you
0: doing <laughs> with that? <laughs> it's going to be a long series, though, isn't it, Ray? Like, I mean, we're looking I, six. I don't seven, see, aren't we? I don't see any for way the, it's fine. for
1: the West. I just, I really don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I, uh, yeah, I do think six or seven for sure here.
0: Okay. Who are you picking in the West? I'm going to say Vegas. I'll jump the gun here. I'm going to say Vegas has the edge. in seven. yeah,
1: I'm, uh, who You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take Vegas because
0: I think they're a little deeper. Uh, I'm going to say six yeah. though. Okay. All right. Let's go back to the East. We'll do the same thing with Carolina and Florida. I, I'm not trying to dive into your oh, brain geez, here, don't but do but that I, I <laughs> think this is... now. I know, but I have hinted that I think Carolina is likely going to win the East. I do. And, and so I do see Carolina-Vegas-Stanley Cup final, but I think this is going to be a challenge. I think this is going to be a good deep eastern conference final so just out of respect all involved i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's seven carolina and seven. Uh, i
1: think carol i'm saying both i think carolina wins seven. in six i i do i just and but i don't it's funny like you say six it's like it's or as soon as i said that it's like it's almost like oh i think they're gonna yeah. blow them out. no i don't i think i think this is a no. a scratchy claw series and six six games is I just, I just think there's something about Carolina this year. I, and I shouldn't feel this way because of the guys that they're missing in their lineup yet. I just watched them against Jersey and they played one bad game and Mm -hmm. like they're, they're a handful, man. They, they're a hand and their defense is so good and they're monsters. Their top four are just gigantic. (laughs) It's, It's like, there's nowhere to go half the time. And so I, I like how Florida generates a lot of offense, like out of the muck, you know, and I, there's not much of that against Carolina, right? Like there's not much of that. And so I I think that might be, that's my edge
0: to the series anyway. Nice. All right. Well, we'll be early in the series next week for episode 67 of the Rain Dregs podcast. So Chris will join us at that point and we can look back. Time for Ask Ray and Dregs Anything. You can send us your questions on Twitter, Instagram, at Ray and Dregs, or on the website, com. And each week, we award a question asker with some real cool Ray and Dregs merchandise. It's just arrived, and I know a few of our question askers have already received this, some real nice Ray and Dregs caps. So thank you to Chris Abbott and our good buddies at Botano.ca for all of that. And new stock of the R and D T shirts has arrived as well. Um, golf related question. Why don't we yeah. start with a little golf, Ray? This one Instagram from at Eric Wirtz. Ray. In your time with the New York Islanders, did you ever take a crack at Beth Page Black?
1: I did not. And when I was there, Beth Page hadn't undergone their renovation. They perked it up for the for the US Open. Okay. So, no, I've not. Uh I do like there's a sign there that says this is a really difficult course, just what you need to see coming up to the first tee. You will
0: be playing the white
1: tees. Uh, by the way, <laughs> this is something that doesn't happen in North America that happens in Europe is the starter who's standing by the first tee will tell you what tee you're playing. Like, you know, here we decide. There, yeah. They're like what's your what's your handicap?
0: Hand Move up there. <laughs> like, oh. But I want to play these tees. I want to get the full extent move and it. there's no debating. <laughs> no. None zero. No. Okay, Adam Steinhouse, can you convince the league to use double ihf rules during the regular season for shootouts? Go through three players and whoever the teams want as many times as that. They- I'd be okay with this. I'm not a big fan of the shootout anyway. I mean, it's a skills competition, but we've talked about this I think before. I among the double IHF rules, this would be one that I'd be willing to consider. No, w. no, I, I you take it even less of a team thing and make it even less of a team yeah. thing. I, I like, guess it's the skill I want to see. Right? That's what I.
1: Well, want. okay. Well, then why don't you get rid of all the defensemen that can't skate the puck end to end? Right? Like, oh, no, it's like be? you know, like it, <laughs> it's got a. It, it's already a breakaway contest. Like yeah. you know, I,
0: no, I don't. Nope. Sorry, can't can't get aboard. My league, my right. rules. Sorry, Adam. Getting punted to the curb there on that one. From Anthony. Antony.D.Rodriguez. What is the worst injury you've heard of a player playing through during the playoffs to win it all? That's that's a good question. And I got I have the, the benefit of of looking through these beforehand. So I've given up some thought. I mean, you always have the you know, the knee issues, the shoulder issues. Uh I'm trying to think. Didn't Patrice Bergeron have like a collapsed? Lung yes, that or was
1: yeah. That, that one there, it was a, like he was in a car crash. Yeah,
0: that's a bad
1: one. That's a bad one. I. It's hard to say what's the worst because, well, I'm gonna say this: whatever the hell Gabe Landeskog played through last year, because he's gonna miss the
0: next two years. Yeah, right. That, like that, that, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. hard to beat. That yeah. one. Okay, wrap it up with a serious hockey question. This one is for Nick. I'm gonna say Masson. Could be Masson. What do the Toronto Maple Leafs do with Matt Murray and that contract next year? And, you know, you can chime on this. I mean, it looks like, you know, you'd want to extend or, yeah, extend Ilya Samsonov, who's a restricted free agent this year. What's that deal look like? Is it another bridge? Probably. And then you've got Joe Wall, who's proven that he's ready for full-time employment. So I think that's your tandem if you're the Maple Leafs. But you've got that year remaining on Matt Murray's contract, and uh, you got to throw a sweetener in, don't you? If, if, unless Matt Murray says I can't play anymore because my my body is just well, okay, it's a sweetener. Up. It's five million dollars. Yeah. I know. So you're taking that back. Be pretty sure You're taking
1: back a lot. You're taking yeah. back money. Yeah. To also throw a sweetener in. <laughs> you know, it's like not when, they ideal. Made, no, when they made this deal. The second, like. I just thought the previous couple of years for Murray had become like a path that his career, unfortunately, was on. And I it's not like I saw a turnaround. I don't think anybody really felt outside of the Leafs that maybe there could be a turnaround there. But the second year of the deal always had an odor to it. And yes. now they got to deal with it. And I don't know how they deal with it because
0: it's um, it's a problem. But, but he's here's not. how you deal with it. You send them to the Islanders. And let Lou find the island for Matt Murray. And what, what are you sending to the I island? Don't know. But Lou is a funny way of being able to deal with these issues. So yeah. I mean, maybe that's it is the a, way uh, it goes. It is a complication. Here's the other thing about Samsonoff.
1: Yeah. I will say. He had a good enough year. Yeah. There's going to be teams that might bid
0: Samsonoff
1: out of what the Leafs are comfortable paying. Like that, I think that, Becomes, I think he's a uh,
0: restricted free agent. Oh, is he isn't restricted? He? I believe so. Okay. If yeah. he's restricted, then,
1: he then they're in good shape. But I, am sorry, yeah. I
0: thought he was unrestricted. Well, uh, and I'm I mean that's check. really
1: what you're supposed to be
0: doing. Here, I know, bringing the information, right? Yeah, a, um, let's see, Samsonov, restricted free agent. Yeah, one point okay. eight restricted. Yeah. So, so that gives them
1: certainly the control there. That I, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, I thought he was unrestricted, and I'm like, man, they're they're in the
0: bind there. All but, right,
1: you're on your way.
0: I am to the Western Conference Final.
1: Yeah, I am uh, later tonight and um, uh, head down to Vegas, and then yeah, one and two in Vegas. Early games, five o'clock on Friday local time,
0: oh, noon. You know on what that Sunday. means? That means Ray will be spending some time at the blackjack table. What could go wrong with that? <laughs> I feel uh, a win streak coming. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. So that'll be. Ask Ray anything question at some point next week. Did you do okay, or can we not talk about this? I'm
1: thinking (laughs) Friday night has the five o'clock start. Yeah, Friday night's got blackjack
0: on. It's got it's a green light special. Saturday, little golf.
1: Oh, good! Well, oh, the sheriff is coming through, Shane Knighty. Thank you very much. So Knighty, gonna... he's serious, right? Yeah. Like
0: he's been practicing. Yeah. Had him on the podcast. And here's the he thing. Here's the thing. Running. It's not
1: just setting up the golf. You know, like you got to get. No. You know, we got to have rental clubs and things. I'm not packing my gear, so no. I get shoes and shoes and
0: five balls, glove. You're ready set. to go. That's all you need. All right, buddy. Well, uh, enjoy. Okay.
1: And when yeah. do you leave? When do you leave to go to the cabbage? Because otherwise Mason's going to have to make breakfast tomorrow. Right? I know. So. No,
0: no, 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 no. He, he, he just texted. He's landed. But my neighbor at the cabbage said, I hope Mason brought warm clothes. It's snowing. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that That's awesome. Well, scary. enjoy the weekend, traits. Right? All right, buddy. We'll you talk too. to you before. Uh, games one and two will be in the bin yeah, by then. Looking forward to it. Huge shout out to our partners, Ray, who make the podcast possible twice per week. Our title sponsor Canadian Club Whiskey, who ask are you over beer? By Botano.ca, available now in Ontario. Remember, the game starts now. By Tim Hortons, Tim's NHL Hockey Challenge is back for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Ray and I are participating, so you should too. And by Doer. use code RNDPANTS, and you will save 15% off everything at Doer.ca. Episode 66 of the Rain Rigs podcast. Enjoy the conference finals, everyone, and stay safe.